0: So okay, uh, one thing, Hannes. Yes. What uh, what do you do in your day-to-day job then, when you're not launching new stuff?
1: I'm. Uh, I meet customers uh-huh. to see what they want from their 5G uh, deployments and what functionality we should be developing. That's a large part of it. Cool. And, and also um, translate that into technology that. That our PDUs can develop. Yeah. yeah. So
0: you're like requirement handling.
1: Yeah, part <laughs> of it. <laughs> that that that's that's, a, that that's it. a large part of it. Yes.
0: <laughs> so, but uh, but can you can you speak can you say anything about that? You, have you been working with some of our 5G customers now recently that we we've been launching with and so on?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So uh, I mean, uh, just yesterday I was in Germany, uh, meeting a large operator there. Uh, who have big plans for 5G um, and uh, basically uh, um and
0: new requirements
1: a few there, there's there are very few meetings that I leave without new requirements these days <laughs> yes that's true <laughs> uh, but it's exciting I mean it, it shows uh, it shows the demand for what we're doing uh, and that's always yeah. energizing and good yeah so they're
0: yeah. P- they're pushing us to do
1: yeah to develop course. new things of course and
0: that's actually why we're doing these launches right that's right. I think we can start straight away. <laughs> Welcome Hannes Ekström, Head of Product Line 5G RAN. In Ericsson Networks.
1: Thank you, Janina.
0: Uh, and hi, Paul. Again. Hi, Janina. <laughs> and today we're talking about the product launch that you did yesterday.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: New deployment solutions for five G is the official name, and we want to know more about what is it that you have launched now.
1: Yeah that's right. I mean uh, so Ericsson is today supporting nine live networks across the world uh, of 5G. So commercial networks where you can actually go and buy a smartphone. Mm. All of these And we
0: should say that those nine that it's now June 18th. It's June I'm 18. sure there's going to be a
2: lot it more. It changes. Yeah. I, it
1: actually did <coughs> change uh, just uh, just yesterday. It also changed yes. over the weekend. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, so, but, but common to all of those launches is basically, I mean, we, we are launching with an architecture called non-standalone. Right. And, and non-standalone basically means to put it simple, that the 5G connectivity is really relying on LTE for functions like mobility, control, signaling, and so on. Yeah. Uh, and while that is a great solution to get early to the market, there are certain limitations there uh, that we are now removing with this launch. Uh, so today we are, or yesterday, then we launched. Can just
0: can just briefly say that if you want to know more about standalone versus non-standalone, listen to the 5G Core episode of our podcast. Thank yes. you.
1: Mm? <laughs> Plug. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so this this standalone 5G architecture that we launched yesterday is really the way I see it. It's really the ultimate architecture that 5G. Uh, that we are moving on to with five G. Yeah, everyone's going to be doing it. Everyone, Everyone will be doing will it over time. Yes. Yeah,
0: it's just a matter of time and like that. I uh, actually no one is doing it at the moment. Uh, our customers are talking about going on to standalone, but there's nothing out there yet. And we thought it would be the opposite way, right? When we started launching five G, we thought, well,
1: I, I think I think. Uh, I think standalone has always been the end goal of the industry. However, to meet the tough timelines of time to market, mm. uh, we launched non-standalone, and it's been very successful yeah, uh, a- across sure. the world mm. today. Uh, but I think everybody agrees that over time, we will be migrating over to standalone. And, uh, and this is then the first step. I mean, now we're launching the, the software. Uh, good news is that the deployments that we have uh, the hardware that we've been putting out is reusable, so it's actually software only uh, to upgrade to the standalone architecture, and uh, we we see there are great benefits both for end users and for operators to go here.
0: Can you just elaborate a little bit because I understand that okay, f- 5G core that's what we're uh, going towards, but why is then standalone 5G? Uh, and our radios, new radios. Why is that so important to have that together?
1: Yeah, so it's actually the way that the radio connects to the core that is that is the big difference. So there it's not only a, an isolated function uh, only in the core. I- there's actually software that we need on the radio side as well to connect in the right way. Um, but that's uh, and that's that we need to that that we have developed and that we are we are launching right. Uh, but I think the big thing is actually that if you're not relying on LTE in your 5G connectivity, mm-hmm. you need to build another type of coverage on your 5G. So we believe that to launch an effective standalone network, you also need to be able to introduce a low-band component into your 5G network. Low-band meaning good coverage and, uh, and, and propagation properties, right? Yeah. Um, And and that's that's different than the networks that we have seen launched today. So today we see in the U.S. we see primarily high band launches, meaning millimeter wave. Except Sprint. Except Sprint. Very good. (laughs) 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 Who who have launched on mid band. Yeah, who we were
2: talking to on our last podcast. Yes.
1: Ah, Okay, good. Good. And um, and then rest of the world, Europe, uh, Asia and so on, on uh, on mid band, uh, uh, mid band as well. Mm and and that's that's great for capacity, because typically you have a lot of spectrum in those bands, so you can get out a lot of capacity, a lot of peak rates. but if you want to go stand alone and you can't rely on the LTE component, you typically need to build a a low band uh, uh, n r uh, frequency layer as well to to get the blanket coverage I- in your in your coverage area. So, so, so there are implications also on the quite large implications on the on the radio side as well uh, mm-hmm. uh, to to effectively build uh, a standalone five G network.
2: Mm. So, so that's y- you need that load band so you know to be able to give five gs mobile subscribers actual five G network coverage. Yes. Instead of instead of spots of five G with four G in between.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that actually so so I said that we have the nine networks uh, commercial networks launched today. They are all on single band, meaning one frequency band, of uh, of NR, either mid band or high band. But then if we get a low band component in to launch standalone, then of course you have two bands uh, all of a sudden, right? And uh, and that brings us into the second part that we're launching. Uh, which is inter-band NR carrier aggregation because if you have that spectrum, it would be a shame not to be able to utilize that towards one end-user, right, towards one Mm. subscriber. So what this functionality does is we can aggregate multiple bands of NR towards one single user uh, at the same time, improving Ah. then coverage, uh, peak rates, and, uh, and user experience. So the technology, as such, is standardized in 3GPP. Of uh, carrier
0: aggregation, or even interband. Interband cari- carrier, yeah. carrier aggregation yeah. is
1: standardized in the 3GPP. What we believe is the ability to support operators to deploy this technology widely. That is the differentiator, uh, mm. and and we have. Uh, we have developed a technology called Ericsson Spectrum Sharing.
0: Right, we've heard about that one. as have heard about well this. Mm-hmm. in we this podcast several times. Which
1: mm-hmm. we believe can uh, greatly simplifies uh, the ability of our customers to launch this low, b- this very critical low band component. Then, so the way that works is that you know uh, spectrum is scarce, especially low mm. band spectrum is very scarce. Mm. So for an operator to set aside and build a new deployment of a band uh, in this low band is is a time consuming and and secondly, probably quite capex intensive and expensive. Um, So what we are proposing is that on existing LTE low band deployments uh, to be able to via software only uh, upgrade that low band deployment on LTE to support also NR and 5G. Wow. Wow. And, and that's, that's, wha- that's where we see is the differentiating or our special sauce in, in all of this, right? Mm. That uh, uh, our, our ability to support uh, our, our customers to deploy this nationwide or, or widely, that, mm. is, uh, that is the differentiator. And I think, you know, uh, wo- one of our customers in uh, Switzerland, for example, Swisscom, uh, they said uh, they would launch um, uh, 5G in the, in the mid-band with great speeds and great capacity, and they have done so. Um, however, they also said that by the end of this year, they will have 90% population coverage of 5G. Uh, and that is only possible to realize uh, through well, either a massive rollout project of, uh, of, uh, of 5G or through Ericsson Spectrum Sharing, which they mm. are doing then. Uh, so, um, yeah, so, so, so we believe that that's a function in the network that will really drive wide-scale deployment of 5G uh, for, for our customers. And mm. we're very excited about that.
0: So two new software launches to, uh, for, for coverage and, and capacity then. And then you're also launching a couple of hardwares.
1: Yeah, that's right. So uh, I talked about the mid-band being very important globally. Uh, and we are complementing, uh, then, our midband portfolio uh, of, of radio hardware. Uh, we are launching two new radios, uh, and they have 16 transceivers, 16 receivers, uh-huh. which basically means that they can serve multiple users uh, simultaneously uh, and therefore in, increase the, the system capacity. Um, and the reason why, why 16T, then, uh, yeah. well... Uh, we have already for, for this very important mid band segment, we have up to sixty-four transmit radios and sixty four receive radios. Uh, however, with the increasing amount of transceivers receivers, you it typically increase the size as well of, of the radio. Mm-hmm. And what we what we to- and, the, and the power consumption. And and uh, partly the power consumption as well, mm. yes. That's right. So so Basically, the the size of the box is in some way proportional to the amount of transmitter receivers. But the upside with having a lot is from a system capacity perspective. Uh, what we talk a lot uh, to uh, to uh, players in the industry about is uh, the new 5G world. It's very important to be able to build with precision. So, what what do we mean by by build with precision? Well. Uh, Network capacity is very, or network demand and demand for capacity is very different across the network. It's not a one size fit all typically Mm. uh, today. Uh, So we need to be able to cater for our operators needs in different parts of the networks uh, for for different capacity solutions. Uh, There are also practical constraints in building a a mobile network. Uh, Sometimes you have a very reinforced site where you can put a lot of weight and and wind load onto onto that site. Sometimes you may want to deploy on a a street pole or a light pole on the street, right? Where you cannot put that type of weight. So so we really see um, a great value in being able to differentiate our hardware portfolio and and provide different solutions for different needs. Mm -hmm.
0: And which scenario are these for?
1: So one of the radios um, is built for very high capacity areas, but where you have long inter-site distances, meaning the towers are far away from each other, Mm -hmm. uh, therefore driving a need for a lot of coverage, right? So that's a coverage optimized high capacity solution. Uh Um, Where the other radio is built more for sites where you probably can't take well first of all you don't need the coverage to the same extent uh, but you can't take maybe the load uh, I- in terms of weight o- on the site so it's built for ease of deployment more uh, so uh, so those are the two but but equal uh, equal, uh, equal high capacity then these
0: are these are just a few of the radios that we will see because I think we have talked about that there will be a lot more radios being uh, developed for these different uh, uh, scenarios for different environments and what was it it was uh, like was it 16 we launched
1: yeah that's right i mean we we've never actually seen in uh, february yeah we we've never seen uh, or we have never developed this amount of radios that we're doing today and that's wow. really driven by the traction that we see today on 5g uh, across the world in different bands with different needs, as we just discussed, yeah, in yeah, different of capacity, requirements, yeah, um, <laughs> <and laughs> from so the operators,
0: exactly. Yeah. Mm.
1: So, uh, so it's exciting times, it uh, is, and uh, and uh, we really sense that there are there's a great demand for these five G solutions right now.
0: Yeah, we also have some other launches. The Ericsson Edge NFVI. Do you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Yes. <laughs> you mean No. Yeah. Are you looking at me, Jenny Yes, now? <laughs> Both <Ooh>. of you,
0: <laughs> Paul. Yeah, can I you mean explain I- that? You've just had an analyst meet, right? Yeah, now. Yeah,
2: we've got uh, <laughs> so a bunch of uh, clever analysts uh, sat in a room around the corner, and we, uh, we've been had uh, some some equally clever people in to present to them. So I can uh, I can uh, dust off a little of what I've heard and see yeah. if yeah. I can share. Mm-hmm. So so part of the uh, and we talked about the the radio access part here, but we we what we launched was actually like a. And enhancements to our five G platform, so and the platform is both the you know the things that we're doing for the access network and the core network, the transport network, and the but also the infrastructure pieces that that it, it runs on.
0: That's right. I mean, this is all part of Ericsson's uh, big five G platform that I think we launched like two years ago or something, and then oh we're just adding we just more it, and more additions gets, to it. it. It just keeps getting better and yes. better. <laughs>
2: <laughs> for but, sure. But <laughs> But uh, we talked about standalone networks, and uh, when you run the standalone network in the access, you also have a, a dedicated five G core network. Yes. So it's, it's it's a it's a new generation of of core network, and one of the things that that allows you to do is it gives better capabilities for running network slices, and a network slice ra- allows you to run different services in the network with different characteristics. So some will be uh, no high capacity slices, some will be low latency slices, so low lag slices. so you might have a slice for, doing, for, for handling gaming traffic, for mm. instance, and you might have a, a slice which is handling low speed uh, no um, massive IOT traffic. And, and you can build these t- virtual networks inside your 5G network and you can you can create different services
0: yeah. but you can have slices already with uh, non-standalone
2: you can but uh, the 5g standards uh, give, give
1: much yeah support. exactly so so the 5G standard introduces much more effective and better support for slicing um, so basically you have one identifier through the network which identifies a slice uniquely through the core through the transport uh, and through through the radio. So uh, it's actually, yeah, it's it's one of the bigger benefits as well. But then this uh, NFVI launch today yeah. also complements that from the from the core side, right? I, I,
2: exactly. So uh, one of the things with running network slices is that you're running virtual network functions, VNFs, uh, which is part of network function virtualization, NFV. <laughs> <coughs>
0: We love those these yeah. acronyms, don't we? We, we do. Yes. Uh, so mm-hmm.
2: NFVI is this integrated platform for doing uh, for network functional virtualization. So so creating an environment to run software in the cloud, you can say, uh, but but with a network slice, you actually want to physically know where is it running because some functions I want to run. Centrally in a cloud uh, data center somewhere and some functions I want to run out Nearer to the user or nearer to where the data is being yeah. used to get fast response To uh, get
0: the latency down.
2: To get the latency down. So mm-hmm. for network slicing I need to be run Applications in different places, which means I need something to run them on mm-hmm. And that's what we've launched this Edge NFEI is a, is, a, is a computing platform to be able to put further uh-huh. out in the network to be able to run Reducing and the latency of that uh, service. Mm. Yeah. To reducing the latency of the service, but right. also allowing you to, to, to like host software functions you know, for, s- for, yeah. serv- for the service layer and not just for the, for the network. Easy to that understand. That's, that's yeah. as much as I understand. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think that's good enough. So now we know what we're launching, and you're also talking about this on July 3rd if people want more explanation, deeper knowledge.
1: That's into right. the launches. So July third, uh, live webinar uh, on on this topic. So I hope a lot a lot of people will join for that.
2: Yes, for and, sure. And if you can't wait, I think yesterday we had a Facebook live.
0: Oh yes, we did a Facebook live on the same topic. So you can still watch that if you log into Ericsson's Facebook page. And we also were live on YouTube and Periscope. So they are available out there. All social. Done. Yeah.
2: You see, I, I I spent my weekend running, uh, running around.
0: Yeah, and that's the uh,
2: the long way round.
0: Yeah, you run you ran around Mel around the.
2: Uh. Uh, yeah, it's uh it's a fifty mile long lake. Just started on one side, ran around the end, and then came all the way back to Stockholm.
0: Fifty mile, is yeah. that
2: English mile or no, Swedish? English, English miles, yeah. So it
0: <laughs> I was. I did uh, how know how far that is, Paul. Use the metric system.
2: You mean like Swedish miles? Yep. <laughs> That's not metric. It's kind of semi-metric.
0: No, it's not. There,
2: is no, there is no metric. Uh, there is no mile in this. in Well, the we just system.
0: made up a mile instead.
2: Yeah, okay, there we go. But we it's use still the ma- We'll use the made-up system.
0: Yeah, it's no, but it's 10, uh, well, it's, it's divided by 10 instead of like okay. 3.4. We ran t- 28 and a
2: half Swedish miles. So
0: Swedish. that's 285 kilometers.
2: That's right, that's about 160 miles. Mm. Mm. In this race? In this race. Mm. Uh, we started on Saturday morning and uh, finished on Sunday afternoon. Wow, we so that's why
0: I could see an image of you sleeping in a car.
2: That's why I we was in an image of me sleeping in the bus, yeah.
0: With a mustache on?
2: With a mustache, yeah. I just <laughs> had it for the weekend. <laughs> it's kind of fun. <laughs> we, we, uh, we, we, we're a team of 10 of us. Mm. and we, uh, we, uh, we called The team was called Rubber Soul, mm. S-O-L-E. But uh, oh. we know, you know the uh, Beatles album. So we had a Beatles theme for our running team. I'm
0: sorry, I didn't know the Beatles album. Okay. Okay.
2: Mm? Not heard of Brother Soul.
0: No, <laughs> sorry. Mm.
2: Uh, go and look it up. Spotify it.
0: I guess I have to.
2: Or your, f- your, or your favourite streaming app.
0: We are also on Spotify. So it's a yeah, good one. Spotify yeah, Spotify us. Yeah, Spotify
2: us. But that was then, and this yes. is now, this and is we're n- going to talk 5G.
0: Woo-hoo. Yeah.
2: Hello, Janina.
1: Welcome to the
0: podcast. <laughs> Hi, Paul. And uh, we can just say that uh, we've been working hard the last couple of weeks. It's been launches, it's been uh, meetings, it's been uh, runs around lakes. It's been hectic, right? It's been very hectic. Yes.
2: Not only that, I think we've seen some new networks launch.
0: Yes, we have. So, uh, shall we have a look into the new section of 5G? What's happened during last week?
2: What's happened during last week? Um, well, I think the first thing that happened was that we saw two new networks go live in, in Europe. Mm-hmm. One in Italy with Vodafone and Vodafone in Spain.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And if you remember a few weeks back, we, we were actually... Uh, Together with Vodafone in Spain and Portugal, showing how you could use uh, 5G for uh, roaming. For, for roaming, but yeah. for, for, um, for gaming. Yep. And uh, showing that over international, going over the international boundary between Portugal and Spain and, and roaming from one to the other and keeping continuity. Of course, that was not on a commercial network at the time, but now Vodafone Spain is, is live and commercial. Mm. Commercial service.
0: And update me. Uh, Vodafone UK, have they launched? No. Not yet, right? July third. July third. So it's still. Is
2: the name for that one? I think. A
0: few more days. A few, A few, more, few days more days for that one. Yeah. So Vodafone is first in Spain
2: and Italy in Europe. Mm? Sounds like it. Cool. And then uh, you were saying something about AT&T and telephones.
0: Yes, I read that uh, they have announced that they will uh, have Samsung the Samsung Galaxy S10 uh, available uh, on June 17th but only for their AT&T developers program and business customers. Also on the phone news the LG uh, phone uh, that we talked about uh, they launched it was when Sprint launched their network it was their only uh, smartphone they had a a choice of one that phone is actually also going to be available uh, in for Verizon uh, customers on June 20th. So just in a few days' time.
2: In a few days' time.
0: Yeah. So that was the news section <laughs> of our podcast. And we have to thank all our listeners. Uh, and if you want to tell us something or if you want us to cover some new area within 5G, email us on 5 podcast at ericsson.com. That's 5Gpodcast.com. In one word at Ericsson, cn2s.com. Bye for now.
2: Bye.